Hello and welcome to That Film Studio. I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. This is our movie show where we bring you the latest movie and TV news. Superman may be returning to the DCEU and Sonic the Hedgehog sequel. Is it happening? The Batwoman debacle continues and time for Daredevil is running out. What does that mean? Before all that, here's an update on the movie world amid the COVID-19 pandemic. Well, 90% of global theatres are expected to be open by the time Tenet releases on July 17th, according to the National Association of Theatre Owners, which is a thing. That's pretty exciting. Uh, As you know, the coronavirus uh, pandemic shut down film and TV productions around the world, but The Mandalorian remains on track to debut season two in October on Disney+. Plus. So we've got a light at the end of the tunnel, perhaps. But it's interesting, isn't it, that we kind of all need Tenant to happen. That's the big movie that is going to save cinemas. Here in Australia, uh, one cinema chain so far has committed to June 11th. So we're going to have at least a month from then until Tenant opening, unless Warner Brothers decide to move it. I mean, well, that's the thing. Look, like lots of things there. I mean, um, yeah, Warner Brothers are dead set on like Tenant is sticking to that release date. I'm sure they have a backup plan, you know, plan D, E, F, whatever it is. Well, they do. We talked about it. But I'm thinking they they want, Tenant needs to be that tentpole movie that goes, we are the ones that welcome you back to the cinema, welcome you back to Hollywood. Here we go. Um, for us here in Australia, it, it, you know, it's weird. Um, and where we are in Australia as well. Um, yeah, we can have cinemas open and I think, you know, we're going to have them open within the, the next week or so, but what are we going to, you know, are we excited? What, what can we go see? They're obviously going to be putting out like reissuing movies. We're I mean, not going to we, get anything until July. We, we do this because we're a fan of cinema. So it's mm. going to be, they're going to no doubt show, you know, blockbusters, you know, whether it's Marvel movies, they're going to re-show big movies. So I'm all yeah. for supporting them until they're able to put big movies, or again, big new movies. But yes, yeah. it's an interesting time, isn't it? But what about that number, though? 90%. That's high. 90% are expected. I mean, I'm worried. Where we are in the world, you know, we are very lucky, unfortunately, that we do have the ability to safely open these theaters back up and and comfortably go to them without fear of you know what could happen if you know <laughs> the, the virus does start to spread again and we get another wave i think we're in a we're in good pocket from what i've seen from around the world and where they're standing at the moment they don't seem like they're in that good of a pocket yet um especially you know especially the us and amongst other things that are going on but uh, the virus still is very much uh, running rampant. The UK, I mean, do you know the status of where, where they are? I mean, even I heard talk about they're looking at opening schools again, which surprised me. With um, Yeah, so I guess schools, cinemas you know, wouldn't be too far. Too but far that shows apart. where they are, like, it, like where, how we did it, it was schools first. We didn't get then... it like them. Like, you know, back in the UK, okay. it's so much worse than what we've had here in Australia. <laughs> That just, it really yeah, is. Like, guess, yeah. That just shows they're so much further behind on sort of getting on top of it. Unfortunately, you know, as much as I wish them all well, <laughs> it's, it's uh, going to be an uphill battle. So, but 90% seems very high. I just don't it's want anyone number. to be. 
I mean, as much as I want us all to get back into it and the movie world is obviously our priority because that's what we're all about. There's so much worse stuff going on. Hey, but this, is, un- but this is our pocket. And TV. And TV. But movie this is our TV. pocket. This is our pocket of the world, it movie is. and TV. It is. Um, and both things are affected. I just don't want anyone to be getting it done. Um, you know, risking the health of... No, nobody of, wants of these things to be to be watched. Yes, we want things to open up again, but in a safe manner. Um, well, that's COVID talk. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds positive. It sounds positive. It, no, least, it does. So it does sound positive. Um, so let's jump into trailer talk. And we've got one trailer. And we've... Say we, we, yes. TV trailer. Lovecraft Country, which is based on... A book by Matt Rufus, a book of the same name, tells the story of Atticus Freeman, his friend Letitia, and Atticus's uncle George as they travel through the 1950s Jim Crow South in search of both Atticus's father and a location known as Lovecraft Country. This looks pretty interesting and very timely for what's going on in America right now. Uh, this um, this show is produced by Jordan Peele and J.J. Abrams and will be released on HBO in the US and no doubt HBO here as well, or probably HBO Max over there. But this essentially, it looks like a straightforward tale until it isn't. We're getting actual monsters in this. So as well as it focusing on racism, we're also getting big tentacle monsters, like very, you know, what? HP Lovecraft style monsters in this. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I watched the trailer and number one, the, the names attached to it, of course, you know, big names, um, Peel, Abrams, and of course you slap on that production by HBO and you know, it's going to be so, you know, the quality is going to be up there. So that's all going for it. And it does look like, uh, like some quality filmmaking here. Was there monsters in this trailer? I mean, I saw yes. buildings sort of collapsing and yep. yeah, Trevor's, like a big sinkhole. But, <laughs> but if you look yeah. at their, um, like social media pages and there's some posters up there, and yeah, you've got big tentacle monsters. Right. And we're okay. very seeing the you know, a, we're getting a tease. I think this is the second teaser they've put out for this show. Oh, okay, because I don't uh, know. I'm not familiar with the with the source material. <laughs> I haven't seen any of the other stuff. But, I've been reading so just up on this teaser alone. Yep. Yeah. I've been reading up. I'm coming to it new because I was getting a HBO Watchmen vibe. You know where it's an alternative take on history. Yeah. Giant alien squid. Whereas this again, it's it's showing his history through a different lens based on this novel. And yeah, tentacle monsters. Because this just looked like. I mean, it looked like a really a really well done uh, period drama with a bit of uh, special effects used for <laughs> some building destruction. But I was like, I don't know why those buildings are falling. Um, but obviously there's a reason for it, but I didn't get that at all. So, okay. It's a monster. It's a monster thing. All right. And August, that's when this um, show drops. If we get there. Ah, oh, no, nah, we'll be, yeah, I'm just kidding. Just playing. Just <laughs> playing. All right. Um, on to movie news then. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yes. So I can't of... believe it. <laughs> oh, no, let, me, just let me go. I am, I'm so happy. I'll let you know about this. Just take it. Like, two just weeks ago, it. we were talking about uh, HBO Max releasing the Snyder Cut. And we heard that some of the actors were going to come back and record new audio, not necessarily... And the filming scenes were audio only, 
But then maybe a week later, it was announced that Henry Cavill is in discussions to return to play Superman in multiple future DC films. Yeah, definitely fantastic. I mean, how long have we wanted a, a like a true sequel to Man of Steel? Um, you know, a, another like, like a second Henry Cavill Superman film. We might not get that, but if we can get Henry Cavill back as Superman in some capacity, a glorified cameo here, there, whatever, I'll take it in whatever yes. capacity. As long so, as, yep. As long as the purpose of it isn't to say you know he fights black black adam and it's like just to make black adam seem amazing you know he gives superman a beat down i don't want that yeah as long I mean, as they okay yep as you know something to look at sort of like how they did in shazam how he appeared it wasn't henry cavill but it was superman i um, don't care if i'm spoiling anything but you know he appears but it's like whoa like he's amazing he's something to look up to and you know he's like He's like the god of superheroes. He's the god of comic book superheroes. He is Superman. Okay, there's a lot there. So with with Shazam, (laughs) originally it was going to be Henry Cavill playing Superman in a cameo, but that was during the time of him renegotiating his contracts for future films. And at the time, he still had a couple of appearances of part of his current contracts at the time. And he didn't want to waste one of those appearances on a gag at the end of Shazam. And then that's right. when everything just just imploded. You mentioned Black Adam there. Potentially, yes, he could be used as somebody to show you how powerful Black Adam is before he goes up against Shazam in Shazam 2. But what I did find, though, that... Yeah, so we're not talking Man of Steel 2, but any no. Superman or any... Henry Cavill as Superman in anything, I am there for. Like, just continue the world they started with Man of Steel. But they've said, potentially, he could be the Incredible Hulk of the DCEU. (laughs) Okay. Because you don't get Ruffalo in his own movie, but he's going to pop up in Avengers, he's in Thor Ragnarok, and they're talking about potentially using Henry Cavill as Superman that way maybe down the line we'll get an actual man of steel too but for the time being the idea is that he's going to appear in other characters films and if that's all we get even if if ever or for the time being i am happy with that just for him to be able to carry on playing that role because i don't want to see superman get recast we started with Ke- uh, henry cavill i want to continue with him in the role because he does this is there's a good performance in there there's you know you can shit all over Justice League, but there's some good moments of Cavill as Superman in that mm. film. Now, talking about him potentially turning up in other characters' films, they have Black Adam, The Batman, and The Flash all have scripts, and he doesn't appear in any of them. So, so far, the Black Adam movie, we talked about it before, is going to feature members of the Justice Society of America, which is pretty cool. You know, whether it's yeah. Hawkman, I think Stargirl's been talked about. But I'm excited. Like, I'm really excited yeah. the idea of Henry Cavill returning. No, I agree. I agree with all that. Any sort of capacity we get him in. So it's like, yeah, it's absolutely fine. And the, the comparison to him, uh, you know, Hulk in the MCU, it's like, that's perfectly fine because that worked. Um, in terms of his, you know, he's a 
the scripts that are already done. I wouldn't want them to try and shoehorn him into something now uh, for something that's already, you know, existing. You know, the, the characters should serve the story um, and not the other way around, just as the actors serve the characters and not the other way around. So, yeah, like they, when they find the right story for him to be in place, I was like, bring it on. Like, but it's just, uh, it's, the, it's the idea. It's the idea of knowing that, that this world, because, you know, they've moved away from what they were doing initially, building towards Justice League, having all these heroes together. They're now splitting them up and they can have their own solo adventures. And that, I'm all for that. Yeah. Just knowing we do have a Superman in that world. We'd have to see him. Yeah. But if we know that even if every now and then, like he'll pop up and play some role, like an actual role and not just a glorified cameo, actually plays a part in the story. But just to have this world have a Superman, I'm really, yeah. I'm really I mean, happy about it. With, with Justice League, as you said, you know, like, you know, they've definitely had a lot of issues, but they'd gotten Superman to the point where it was like, wow, this is sort of like the new and improved, like the, the familiar sort of Superman, the more, the one that we sort of know, not to, not to say that the Superman that we got wasn't Superman, it wasn't an amazing interpretation, but they took him to a place where it's like, oh, this was a way to sort of, sort of retroactively revert him to sort of, you know, that, that campy kind of <laughs> style that we had. So it's like, he it was in the right spot and the DC universe needs, he needs Superman. You can't have DC characters running around without a Superman. That's, yeah, blasphemy. You don't. You don't. It's you crazy. Him. And you know, Zack Snyder's Justice League talks of Cavill coming back as Superman. Who knows? A year, five years, however many years, we could maybe one day get Affleck back as Batman. We know Pattinson is doing his own thing in Matt Reeves, the Batman. You know, I think know. on that, like the like comparing, like you know, you can't have the DCU without knowing Superman's flying around doing things. You know, he's he can travel the world almost instantly, you know? With Batman, though, like the Batman character, you can isolate that character. You can. If you don't hear from Batman for a while, it's because he's in Gotham and that's where he kind of dwells most of the time. Where Superman is, you know, all around America, all around the world, whenever he needs to be. So, yeah, it's Honestly, it's I, just... I thought Cavill was done. So, with Affleck, never say never. 100%. Um, you know who's not done? Sonic the Hedgehog. Ah, Sonic. Sonic. <laughs> so a sequel to Sonic the Hedgehog um, is officially in development at Paramount. The original director and writers are set to return. As we always say, if it's not broke, don't don't fix it. Yeah, that yeah, that's right. Although, so, with a sequel, and we did a full review of that first movie, I'd like to not spend the whole movie, for the most part, in our world. Let's go somewhere yeah. else. Let's just well, let's make it bigger. I mean, I let oh, I want to because it's still a fresh movie. I want to try to avoid things, but you know, there's that character that pops up, and I'm I'm hoping it means that there's trouble in not our world. I think we can uh, talk about it. I think we can talk no, no, about no. the character that turns <laughs> up because not only has it had a theatrical release, VOD release, it's now on DVD and Blu-ray. I think. Oh, screw it. All right. So Tales rocks up and. Uh, <laughs> Tails rocks up. I think there's trouble afoot in the old, you know, the other world, you know, the, what I don't know, let's call it the, the Sonic universe. <laughs> I think he needs to go back and, you know, he'll meet Knuckles and, and all that and it will happen. And Robotnik is in, you know, he's in crazy mushroom world, but he's, he's gone full Eggman. 
So I reckon, oh man, like this second movie is going to be wicked. They can start setting up the Chaos Emerald stuff. They can do a and, you trilogy. Know, we, we did we get Supersonic at some point. Yes. It's going to happen. We it's enjoyed that first movie, and yeah, just give us more of Sonic's world. Like we've, it's mm. remember like movies like Masters of the Universe, and instead of like going to Eternia, He Man comes here. That's what yeah. they did with Sonic. Let's go there. He spent time here. That was funny. Fish out of water. Now we want to yeah. go there. Oh, you know what? You know what they're doing? Thor. I was first thinking Thor of that. Like, oh, well. <laughs> Thor comes here, and then Jane goes there in the Dark World. Yeah, don't do oh, don't do the dark. I think they can leave. They can leave. What's his name? Forget uh, his uh, Marsden. They can Marsden. leave Marsden here on Earth. That's fine. I think they Marsden can leave him left behind. He's going to be like, oh, it's X Men all over again. <laughs> It'll be funny if he literally appears in like the first like fifteen minutes of the movie, and then Sonic goes off on his own. Sonic Adventure, <laughs> and then I did enjoy Marsden in that movie. He, you know, he's he played that role, nice. well. but yeah. just give me more of Jim Carrey as Eggman, more of that. Nah, yeah, I think it needs to be Sonic and friends, Sonic and his animal friends, and and Eggman or yeah, Robotnik, whatever. It. Jim Carrey. That's all. That's it. Need. That's all you need. Set up some Sonic mythology and go on with it. Like, that's it. You know, we've got some Labyrinth news and we have talked about Jim Henson's Labyrinth. I think it was a long time ago now. They were, they were talking then. I can't remember if they were talking about doing a straight sequel or a TV series, but now it's been officially announced. Doctor Strange director Scott Derrickson is set to direct an upcoming sequel. Jim Henson directed the 1986 original starring Jennifer Connelly and David Bowie. Goblin King. How, mm. how do you even do it? Like, do you think they need I to mean, create a, a whole new character? Well, you know, I had this discussion with my wife off air and now she's a big Labyrinth fan, probably more so than me because I'm not a huge fan. Um, however, I, I am familiar. Uh, I mean, her first answer was just don't do it. <laughs> she was like, no, I'm sure because they, but if they were to do it, what it. would she want? Yeah, exactly. She still, she said, don't do it. Oh, I, okay. I, I, I said that. And I was like, but it's happening. It's happening. What do you do? Look, maybe, maybe he takes another form. I don't know. Maybe Jennifer Connolly comes back and he's yeah. like a grown up. But you know, her and he's like, oh, is this a more appealing form? Maybe she, he can be a taco. She's in ice it. cream. I don't know. She's in it, but it's not her movie. It's all about. The Goblin King. Yeah. Like David Bowie absolutely owns that movie. Like people are still talking about that movie and are fans of that movie today because of him and his songs. And yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure like, but who, most people who don't today? even know it's Jennifer Connolly in, in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> she was pretty young in that. But who today? Like clearly then they went to a rock star. Like who could they even go to today that could not only you, think- you know have a big strong screen presence but can act? But do you think that's what they'll do? They'll do like a Space Jam type thing. It's like we had a we had a big, you know, basketball star. Let's for the sequel, let's bring back a like let's bring in someone new. Well, it's a musical. It's a so, musical yeah, so they, fancy yeah, adventure. So like can... it, it makes sense that I, I'd think they'd stick to that. I mean, but who who knows what they're gonna do? But this, yeah, I mean, the labyrinth. There's so many fans of that movie, and the idea is, I think. They're going to have to do something special to keep those fans on board. 
Well, look, they did, you know, they, they did a sort of follow-up thing to Dark Crystal and fans seem to have enjoyed that. And, and Yes, but that was a like prequel that. and they kept the animation style, oh, still used okay. puppets and mm. introduced loads of new characters. But again, like the... There's not there's not like one star that yeah. the Dark Crystal depended on, or like do you know when you think Dark Crystal, you're not thinking of any of the actors, you're thinking of the world and the visuals. Labyrinth straight away thinking David Bowie as the Goblin. King. I mean that's where I that's where I go straight away, so I'm guilty of that. So it's gonna be it's gonna be tricky. They're, Honestly, they're I can't. I mean I don't know why I don't want to, but they don't, like Harry Styles is popping into my head. I'm just like thinking, <laughs> but you know someone. Is he the only actor, uh, well, musician? Who's still popular that will, you know, right. put an audience. Um, but he looks like a kid. That's, I don't know, like the Goblin Prince. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what they do. <laughs> but, but he's the movie. But I mean, he even, was in Dunkirk. even David, David Bowie back then looked pretty youthful and stuff. And of course, oh, there'd be makeup and glitter and they'd do his hair and it'd all be pretty crazy. I'm going to be very curious to see what they do with this one so casting when they start making casting announcements i'll be very curious to see what do you reckon jennifer connelly will she come back as her character maybe or is it no need i I don't (laughs) think i don't think there's a need really to have a character need for this movie (laughs) no but you know they're they're gonna do it and they've got you know scott derrickson i mentioned uh dr strange you know that movie got pretty psychedelic at times and maybe is a good fit for this world. I'll have to wait and see. That's it. All right. Um, Ryan Gosling will reportedly star in Universal's reboot of the horror classic, Wolfman. Did you see the last one they did with Benicio Del Toro? Was it called The Wolfman? Yes. And it okay. Was a period piece. That was, uh, that was all right. right. It was okay. This one is said to be <laughs> modern day. Yeah. And it's universal. So I don't think right. we're necessarily talking Blumhouse Universal like we got with The Invisible Man. But do you think maybe Universal's looking at building up their stable of universal monsters again? Yes, but I think they're doing it completely differently. They're doing it one step at a time. So I reckon they'll go to Blumhouse because, hey, Invisible Woman, what was that, $5 million budget, was it? Something think, like that. No, it was I think it was five or seven. Six. Yeah, I think they went a bit. Oh, went sure. a bit <laughs> Whoa! But they went a bit higher. On, <laughs> I mean, that, that is one. a big difference. Uh, Wolfman, uh, percentage-wise, you're going to have to see him. That costs money. Yeah, that's true. He's an invisible man. They got away with him not being there a lot of the times. So maybe this is not Blumhouse, but either way, we've got Ryan Gosling in a Universal Monsters movie. That's pretty cool. Yeah, but I think the same thing, I mean, the comparison to Invisible... Uh, did I say Invisible Woman? Invisible Man. Um, I think I did say it Invisible Woman. Done. doesn't. Invisible Woman, that's the upcoming movie that's something from different. director that's something Elizabeth Banks. <laughs> yes, but Invisible Man, again, like, make it on the cheap, um, but it's a modern setting, resurrects one of those, you know, old-school classic horror monsters. It sounds like it could be the same thing. Just like they don't need to spend heaps of money on it. Just you know, let the let the fear and horror come from the tension of you know the Wolfman lurking around. Get in some practical effects that look really damn good, and you know I'll I'll enjoy it. So I reckon, yeah, I reckon they'll get blown out some point. Yeah, I mentioned Del Toro. You know, the last attempt at this um, movie, and you know, it had some good moments. But this 
is modern day. Like I can't remember the. In fact, what's the last time? No, no, we have had modern day werewolves. I guess Twilight they had them, didn't they? Oh, okay. But I was but, but okay, like a modern day werewolf classic. You're going back to something like an American Werewolf in London, and that was a great sure. movie. So I don't yeah. think there's been that many. Like Wes Craven made Cursed, Joshua Jackson, yeah. and various other people popped up in that. There one. was like there was like the TV series of Teen Wolf, like the modern version of it. I remember I watched the pilot and immediately thought, not for me. I think I may have <laughs> lasted about 10 minutes. Thought, oh, this has got nothing to do with Michael J. Fox. This is like yeah, a different thing. Is going on? <laughs> Did they even play basketball? Probably not, not. once. Not once. Well, in the 10 minutes that you watched? Not once. No, okay. <laughs> 10 minutes that I watched. <laughs> the opening scene should have been a basketball scene. Then you would have well, maybe stuck around. Who knows? No, but I reckon, yeah. If not, I don't reckon they're going to, they might not do a shared universe with these movies, but I reckon once they do like five or six, they could release like a really cool 8K at that time, uh, you know, little box set of, of their monster movies and it will all be sort of within the same kind of realm. But, you know, you don't need an Avengers style. style no, I, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't need that. I mean, Universal were going to do that with Tom Cruise as the mummy and... Mm. Yeah, we don't need that. I think just make a whole bunch of these movies with these different monsters and then we can do the rest in our head. Can you remember when you know Dark Universe was a thing and we were like, oh, this is this is interesting. Danny Elfman yeah. composed a theme for the logo. It was all very exciting. Yeah. And I think it was whilst we were recording an episode of the show and we both came to the realisation that Dark Universe was Dark Universal. Yeah, man, mind, mind blown. <laughs> but still, I still can't come around now. I'm just like, wow. Amazing, so great cool. marketing. It just didn't take <laughs> off. Oh, I just oh, I remember their photo shoot that they had with all their yeah, all John their actors Depp and um, who else? Javier Bardem, he was there. Wasn't there like Angelina Jolie and stuff? Or did I just make that up? Um, well, she was like Frankenstein's bride, or right? Okay, okay, and I think I don't know. There's heaps. It was a lot of money in that photo. <laughs> <laughs> so they obviously went in a different direction with the Invisible Man. Yes. Um, let us uh, go in a different direction with uh, TV news. We've got more Batwoman news. It was just the last episode we're talking about how Ruby Rose has left the show. Like they had a first season cut short due to COVID, uh, but we were ready for it to come back in January. But then it was announced that she left the role. It wasn't overly clear. We still don't completely have all the facts, but the new information is that Kate Kane will be replaced by a different lead character taking on the Batwoman mantle for season two. So this is like a completely new thing. And it's not as if they've gone to like the comics and looked for, oh, who else was Batwoman? They're doing something completely brand new. The new role is described as likable, messy, a little goofy and untamed and nothing like Kate Kane. I oh, think so what meant to say at the end there was Ruby Rose, but anyway, so the coin is a completely <laughs> different direction. Wow, well, it sounds like they're just they're just trying to do another Supergirl show. That sounds like you just described Kara. <laughs> is that her name, Kara? Uh, I mean, I Kara. guess. I mean, I, yeah, okay. that literally sounds like Supergirl, likable, messy. Works woman. for that character exactly. Not I for 
nearly swore. Not for Batwoman. <laughs> like, I'm really. No, look, not I haven't. Sure I am. I am not up to date with my Arrowverse to be up to where you know Batwoman comes in. But you know, I I, I get it. I get the fact that. She is a character played by an actress and now they want to bring in a new character, not just replace, like just replace the actress. Come on. Surely there are there story threads. Are there other characters that are very much directly connected to Kate Kane? Yes, there are. There's with threads that aren't going anywhere. One. See, you've not seen it, and there's going to be no. But I know how a television series works. You know what? I think most people have not seen it. For my show, right. sounds like comics. I'm still trying to get a co-host. No one's seen it. So at this, if at this point, look, it's just going to be in the microphone. If they're changing the character, like they should just cancel the show and then just do something different and say, okay, we're doing a, doing a Batgirl show or something. The with... show was okay and it got enough positive buzz. The mm. branding worked. So I can see how they'd want to continue with it. I had not yes, thought what you just said. Just, just recast. Just, just rebrand recast. it as Batgirl. Or even have <laughs> yeah. for the you know in the Arrowverse show, who cares? Let's have Barbara Gordon be Batwoman. Do you know what I mean? Like just okay, sure. yeah, bypass okay. Batgirl, <laughs> but just as an idea of like just okay. So let's take an established character from the comics, a character of people we know, and then maybe put a different spin on it. They could have even introduced as Barbara Gordon Batgirl and then something happens to Batwoman and she stops being Batgirl for whatever reason. I don't know. But the idea that we're going to get this messy, goofy <laughs> Batwoman, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I could just imagine her like, getting ready to fight it. crime just... and she's falling over and I don't know. What I feel about this. Really just, ima- just imagine, all right, so you had your, say you had your first season of The Flash, right? And suddenly they're like, okay, everything's been set up with Barry Allen, all his uh, star labs, all the characters he's interacted with. You know, he's got his girlfriend, what's her name? Or soon to be I girlfriend, guess. wife eventually. Yeah, all that. You know, the relationship between him and her father and all that kind of jazz. And then at the end of season one, they go... Forget it. Barry Allen's out. We're bringing in someone else. He's our new Flash, new character. Where? What happens to all those other characters that existed and revolved around Barry Allen's life? Well, this is the thing. Like that's they it. Could have, they could have just brought in Wally West. There's, you know, what oh, I, I mean, when I can do that. when I grew up reading the comics, like in 1985, in the comic continuity, Barry Allen died. So you know, I was born in '84, reading comics in the '90s. Wally West was my Flash. Barry Allen being and gone. So they no, you're right. You, you can do Flash, it. There's enough established characters, whereas my thing with Batwoman is they're going to do something completely brand new. And if that's the case, well, why don't you just do another show? Because Batwoman exactly. was a thing. Maybe move on and do something else. I think, but I think that's a that's a separate issue. I mean, that's that's just dumb anyway. But even if they just brought in a new a new a new even if it was an established or not established or whatever character, and it's like now I'm the lead character of this show. Like her interactions with all the established supporting cast who who wasn't Ruby Rose would be ridiculous. Like, yeah, in the flash if the start of season two, they were like, Oh, let's bring in Wally West. What does Wally West have to do with uh, Iris and you know, all the Star Labs guys and all that kind of stuff? In that you show? Know? Brother and sister. But we did, let, let's leave it. <laughs> they do bring Wally West That's into true. the show and their siblings. That's true. Okay. But I'm talking sure. about Wally West from the comics. Anyway, let's so Batwoman, yep, the news there. We're, we're, 
It's just we, dumb. We take, That's we what it is. Too long in this story. I know it's. I know we've not got as many shows <laughs> as usual, or enough, or as many shows to talk about. Should I say? But yeah, now we've we've done Batwoman. We're not happy. I don't watch the show, and it's pissed me off. Yeah, and <laughs> I watch just... it, and I'm like, angry. All right, um, Lucifer. What have we got here? Tom Ellis has closed a deal to return as Lucifer in the Netflix series. Uh, review renewed. Sorry for a season six. This show just won't die. It just won't die. Yes, it was. It, it has so much life in it. Was it NBC? I can't even remember the. Didn't it get cancelled like on. season three? Early on, and then Netflix yeah. picked it up. So what's happening here? So Ellis has closed a deal to return, but now the show needs to be renewed. So he's ready. Okay. He's um. He's signed. Oh, needs to renew, he's though. done his part. Now Netflix needs to pick it up. Sure, this, I definitely read that show, one, Yes. Has a huge following, and I've got to be honest. Fans, yeah. I have tried and tried again and tried again. I can't. I just can't stick with it. It's just, it's too. I gave it. I gave it that yeah. first attempt. I just didn't. I've gone back I a just few can't times. Just get it? Yeah, at least you've tried multiple. That's good effort. What lost? I think. Yeah, I went back and finished season two. I thought, oh, hang on. This is pretty good. And I think season three is when Tom Welling joined. And I got back into it for that reason. And then it just lost me. And then they did the cameo in Crisis and Infinite Earths, the Arrowverse crossover from last year. And I just, I can't stick with it. It's just, it's too much of the same. But anyway, good news for Lucifer fans. (laughs) It sounds like (laughs) we're going to get even more Lucifer for me to try and watch. Daredevil. This one's interesting. There's less than six months remaining until Netflix hands Daredevil back to Marvel Studios. So the contract is almost over. Yes. So, I mean, yeah, interesting. (laughs) Um, So what does that mean? I mean, what does that mean for the character, number one? What does that mean for the show on Netflix? I mean, obviously, there's nothing in production at the moment from Netflix um, in terms of Daredevil or whatnot. So, well, the, the, that deal is finished between Marvel yeah. and Netflix. But now it's, it's that thing where they need to wait out the time between the show being on air and they're able to take the character back and make something else. So whether the same actor stays on as Daredevil or Marvel get the character back and do something brand new. I think that move, um, whatever happens, and I think um, Kevin Feige's track record of how he treats the, the like the the tv world and stuff like that uh, i don't think um he will be bringing any of them on board you know he could incorporate those characters in some capacity um daredevil jessica jones the rest of them um but yeah i reckon he'll start fresh and i think that that'll finally put a nail in the coffin to oh, yeah. those shows yeah. and then prove that they are not in the same universe but it's weird there was because they mentioned I think it was like Daredevil season one and Battle in New York from the first Avengers oh, movie. Yeah. So that's the Netflix it. shows referenced to movies, it just wasn't the other way around. You know, I've not seen it, but apparently the final season of Agents of Shield is really cementing itself once again as part of the MCU. And what yeah, they're, they're doing <laughs> the I think the main thread of the final season is time travel. So what's happening is they're going back in time and they're interacting or being catalysts for things that we would know from previous MCU movies. 
So they're really yeah. going to shoehorn Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> into the history of the MCU. Which is fine. I don't know. But anyway, Daredevil, that's, um, that's good news. <laughs> I really like Daredevil as a character. And wow, going back to that first season of Daredevil, absolutely incredible. I did a pretty decent second season. And you know what? Daredevil had the best series of all the Netflix shows. So I'm curious oh, to see what they do with the character next. And there probably won't be anything for a while, <laughs> for a long, I don't know, unless... I mean, they're busy, they're, they're busy, like, you know, getting ready to relaunch Fantastic Four, X-Men, like, they've got yeah. bigger things going on. So, yeah, eventually. Um, an upgrade sequel series is in the works from Blumhouse TV with Lee Wan Il returning to direct. Um, we are familiar with that movie. It starred, what's his name? Can't remember, all good. Maybe you can do some fact-checking. Uh, the sequel, the series sorry, will be set years after the film, featuring an evolved version of STEM and a new host. This was a really good movie. Yeah, really enjoyed the movie. It was a pleasant surprise. Remember, that came out beginning of the year, ahead of Venom. And at the time, yeah. we were saying that, oh, this looks like a better Venom movie than Venom. And... <laughs> Yeah, because it had that guy that looked well, it was. <laughs> like Tom Hardy. We were making that comparison as well. Yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember his name, but yeah, he was in the OC. He was in Spider-Man: Homecoming as well, actually, as like the first shocker. There's going to be somebody shouting the name at us. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> let them. Let them shout. Yeah, but okay. It's um, Lee Winnell continuing this world. It was a completely new thing that he put on screen. So yeah, I'm interested. The fact that he's attached Blumhouse TV. Yeah, sounds pretty cool. Logan Marshall Green. Well done. Had That's to him. look it up. Had to look it up. So there it is. Um, but yeah, no, it's really good. Um, yeah, it's just one of those things. And it's like, I, I feel like if they were like, oh, we're doing a sequel, I'd be like, ah, oh, just leave it alone. But I think TV series, I think that kind of, that works. That works. And I think anything that Lee Wynell kind of does these days seems to be pretty good. So let him have it. Blumhouse is really on fire. Like, holy shit. I did hear, though, that the Purge TV series has been cancelled. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I enjoyed it <laughs> while, while, while it lasted. I enjoyed it. Uh, all right, that's it for though, all the news that we've got. Um, shall we go on to some recommends? Yeah, so I'm going to recommend Looney Tunes Cartoons. This is the new HBO Max produced uh, Looney Tunes cartoon. And I've not been able to see it completely. All I've had access to so far is the shorts and a couple of episodes that official Warner Brothers channels have put on YouTube because we've not got access to HBO Max yet here in Australia. But it's, ju it's not just, so again, like without having full access to the series, just what I've seen so far and being able to experience it with my kids, absolutely loved it because I grew up on Looney Tunes. And it's not really been around, I guess there's been a couple of offshoots, but not like big shows like this one. So my kids grew up on Disney. So I'm glad that I'm finally able to properly Disgusting. <laughs> introduce them to Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Porky Pig, Sylvester, Tweety, Roadrunner, Wilder Coyote, Elmer Fudd, Yosemite Sam, Taz, Marvin the Martian, and Beaky Buzzard. So 
all it's these amazing characters. You can list them off uh, just off the top of your head there. Yes, you definitely wasn't reading, reading anything. But all these, <laughs> but anyway, no, I know these characters. But I want to make sure that I name checks them. But it's it's a great thing, and and it, it's for the most part it's as I remembered it, which I really like. Uh, there's been some complaints online that uh, Elmer Fudd isn't using a gun, but you know what? You know, I could have said a moment ago how this is something I'm experiencing with my kids. I'm fine with these cartoons not yeah. featuring gun violence. So he's having other weapons. Um, there's still <laughs> dynamite and everything else. But it's it's the Looney Tunes that I remember but made today. There's a nice polish to the animation. I haven't checked it out, but I've heard I've heard the same thing. It's sort of like return to form form. Because yeah. in recent years, the Looney Tunes, yeah, they have appeared in, in new property and stuff, but... It hasn't been the same. It's like no, they have I mean, jobs and yeah. stuff. They, they have go like to, Looney to, like the Looney they have stories. Shows. What? Yeah, no. You just wanted this, to, you just wanted to mess with each other, blow each other up, whack each other with hammers, and and you get you that know, here. Like, you get that fantastic. here. So if you go on YouTube, like again, uh, official Warner Brothers channels, like what they're doing, and often Warner Brothers will do this. Like when Justice League action was on Cartoon Network, you had the the, the show that went for about ten minutes but then they'll put out like a three minute short, like a mini adventure. So the shorts are being put up on YouTube. So you can watch them there. Cool. So when the show finally comes here, like I don't know what's going to happen, the timeline with HBO Max, but for the meantime, watching the shorts online and yeah, Looney Tunes, cartoons, it's a lot of fun. Cool. Um, what I'm going to recommend is a show that's only three episodes in at the moment. So I'm doing that thing again where I'm taking a gamble and I'm hoping that it continues its, uh, <laughs> it continues to stay on the tracks. Remember, and There's a pun there when I tell yeah, you what this is. Snowpiercer. But remember though, but I'm recommending something I'm not actually saying. So I'm doing better. I'm doing better. So Snowpiercer is what I've got, the, the television series or the web television series, we should call it. Um, it's based on the uh, both the 2013 South Korean Czech film of the same name, directed by Bong Joon-ho, um, and the 1982 French graphic novel Le Trans Personage, or something like that. Anyway, so fantastic show. So far, three episodes in, stars uh, Jennifer Connelly's in it. You've also got like David Diggs, uh, Mickey Sunner, a whole bunch of other people. Um, much like the movie and the book and stuff like that. So you've got this dystopian future. There's a train. Pretty much the planet's dead. Everything's frozen over. The only living people alive are these people on this train. And there's a bit of, uh, I guess, like class uh, warfare and stuff in there. There's a bunch of tailies that snuck on board. And now they've got their own little society of just sort of trying to survive where the rest of the train lives in pretty much luxury or different classes of and there's different elements and stuff like it but um uh i love the movie but this uh this show so far they've been able to explore more of the train and uh kind of get into it with a obviously being on being a tv show long form you get more time with all the characters all the things like that it's it's fantastic so on netflix actually are they so, really are they releasing the whole thing or is it weekly now nah, they're doing it weekly they're doing it weekly which is uh is what i prefer because if they had just dropped it, would have watched it in one weekend, it'd be done, and I'd probably never talk about it after talking about it today. So hopefully in uh, you know, 13 weeks' time, I can still talk about it again and say, oh, you know, the final episode read or something like that. So, Netflix. so I've seen it on there, but I've not watched it because I haven't seen the film. We don't need to watch the film. 
Well, that was going to be my next question because it felt as though to watch this TV series, I've got to do homework. I've got to go and first watch a movie. Yeah, but, no, I mean, no harm in watching the film as well. But I mean, like the show, it's its own thing. It's the same sort of premise and concept, but um, you know, like the train looks different. The, there's different characters, all that kind of would stuff. Would you recommend watching the film first? I, I mean, yeah, just to get a taste of what right. the okay. the world is. A very hard, like a two-hour hit of what this what the show will be. Yeah, watch the film. I don't think it will spoil anything because they're doing different stuff as well with right. it as well. So, yeah. So how's that? Yeah, I recommend the movie also. No, Captain America. It's all good. You can't do that. You're only allowed one. <laughs> That's okay. I've recommended the movie before. <laughs> uh, yeah, Chris Evans it? is in it. Yeah, I have. Thanks for checking it out. <laughs> That's fine. Um, all right. I've got some trivia here. I've just got to work out where I put it. Um, and what I decided to do was base it on the labyrinth. Just labyrinth. But that's okay. You no, know, the movie labyrinth. That's what I meant to say. Okay. Don't correct. Don't know. <laughs> all right. A bit of, uh, a bit of uh, you know, special effects trivia here. Um, you've got the owl in the in the title sequence is actually the first attempt at a photorealistic CGI animal character in a feature film. How's that? Um, the dance magic scene consisted of over 48 puppets, 52 puppeteers, and eight people in goblin costumes. Yeah. Oh, good stuff. I can see your mind blowing up. <laughs> I, I, um, there was... I literally I watched that scene yesterday. As we were showing that's the a, kids, the, we showed the trailer, it did nothing for them. Because about so my kids keen. seven and two. Oh, well, let's show them the magic dance scene in the air now. So we watched the whole scene again yesterday. It's a good maybe scene. Show them, maybe show them the helping hand scene. Um, over 100 pairs of latex hands were used. Or well, made, actually. <laughs> that sounds, yeah, terrifying. Yeah, yeah. But here's my actual bit of trivia, which I think thought was like, I just thought it was hilarious. Um, the full costume for Hoggle. You know that, uh, what is he, like a little goblin troll thing anyway the old little old guy um the full costume for hoggle was lost for some time it was lost on an airplane and turned up at the unclaimed baggage center um a store in scottsboro alabama and since then is now on display in their museum so that town oh. was just like we're gonna claim this <laughs> oh, so let's put it yeah they put it in a museum so that's it Labyrinth trivia. Yeah, that's some good trivia. And especially that was the first attempt at CGI was in that opening scene. That title sequence with that owl. Wow. A photorealistic, well, oh, a photorealistic right. animal. So not first attempt, but yeah. Right, that was 1986. Cool. Yeah, so for a movie that is, you know, praised for being like, all oh, their puppet work and stuff like that, you know, they get a bit of a CGI shout out there. Um, but that's it guys for our movie show please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts and please leave us a review it helps listeners just like you find the podcast we have on social media you can find us on Facebook Twitter and Instagram as That Film Studio Podcast and all our episodes can be found on our website thatfilmstudiopodcast.com if you missed it be sure to check out our recent review of The Lovebirds sounds like comics have a recent episode looking at Doom Patrol and Rewind and Review recently celebrated their 50th episode with the Back to the Future trilogy stay tuned for our upcoming review of Artemis Fowl you've been listening to Jason and Luke the guys from that film studio see you soon 